evening, everyone. Said good evening. <laughs> so, we'll uh, open the floor for questions again this evening. We've been discussing about Balaram and uh, probably reached a, a stopping point. Could go on, but I think stopping point on it. Tomorrow we'll start to talk about Krishna in the morning. And again, tonight we'll ask for questions. Yes. So a couple of nights ago you were talking about how in, how Nagadweep is called Sadaka Siddha Bhumi. Siddhas act like sadhakas, yeah, in, in, in Leela. Could you say some more about that? Uh-huh. So the question is about Navadvipa. I described it as Sadaka Siddha Bhumi. Land, Bhumi, means like land, earth place, land. Where, where Siddhas conduct themselves like sadhakas. So the idea, and you'd like some elaboration on that, the idea is that Krishna has his magical realm of Leela, Vrindavan. And in that realm, he is the perfect object of love, and there are uh, many devotees of different loving sentiments that surround him and participate in the Leela. Through them, the ecstasy personified, expresses his ecstasy as their oh, will is, is, is one with his. So he kind of plays himself out through all of them, in a sense, willing as they are participants. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many different sentiments of love. And in all of that, of course, Radha's love is the highest um, expression of love. And when Krishna takes to thinking about that love and the measure of it and so forth, he desires to taste it himself. Hmm? But that's problematic because it's being tasted from the perspective of the embodiment of love, not from the object of love's perspective. So he then has to take her position, but how can he do that? Hmm? And so the idea is that there is a there within the Vrindavan, called the lotus of Vrindavan. There's a Gupta Vrindavan, another a hidden. There's a, there's another there's another lotus within the lotus, hmm? and that's called Navadvip. Hmm? It's non-different from Vrindavan. All the same sentiments are there. Krishna's there, Radha's there, and everyone else. Hmm? But the ashraya element of the perfect object of love hmm, has Krishna has taken the position of the um, the the embodiment of love. So it's an interesting kind of uh, reversal. So, in other words, 
Krishna found that his own leela hmm, limited him in some ways. <laughs> so naturally, and this is not something that happens in time, but uh, uh, you can only talk about it uh, with the limits of language and so forth. And so another leela is created. Hmm. And like I said, all the sentiments are there, but things are turned around a little bit. And so there, Krishna, who's dark, becomes golden, which is the complexion of Radha. And he, um, his different associates come with him also, but as he's coming in the form of a devotee of himself. And he's pursuing the devotion of Radha for himself. It's a complex affair. And so other devotees are coming and following in suitable uh, forms to assist him in that. And the nature of the leela there then is the pursuance of praying. But they're already perfect devotees, so it's a leela, it's a play. Hmm? Um, and and uh, so there's a there this realm also exists. Sometimes it's called Sveta Dweep. Um, it goes by different names, Navadweep. Um, and uh, just like Krishna's abode is manifest on earth, when he comes and performs his pastimes, so Navadweep is manifest on earth also. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes, performs his leelas, and those certain of those leelas, then, they are, um, how would you say, they are... Um, they are manifest for a particular time and circumstance for the world, and then they're. Uh, but but they but they but others are um, always going on. Nitya and let's call them occasional. There are occasional leelas, and then there are leelas that are uh, always enacted, and so. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for example, let's say, so Krishna, he, he leaves Vrindavan, apparently, to go to Mathura to kill Kamsa, and then he kills Kamsa, and then this fellow named Jarasandha, he comes, wants, is going to attack Mathura, so it's not really a fortified place, so Krishna takes all the inhabitants to Dwarka, and the demigods give all these valuable gifts, and he makes a city on the seaside in Dwarka, and from there he deals with so many demons and deflects what you know would have come towards Mathura and Vrindavan where there are no soldiers and so on, that kind of thing. So it's like when Krishna leaves Vrindavan, then the Leela changes a little bit because now he starts to establish the Dharma, you know, he speaks the Bhagavad Gita, this type of thing. It's not like he's is in Vrindavan serving cows. And so similarly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears in Navadweep and um, with a band of devotees, they're performing kirtan and so forth. And then at a certain point, he decides to take sannyas to distribute this, uh, these ideas and so forth. So then he leaves Navadweep and his hair is cut. and And so... The 
the person in Krishna Leela, for example, Akrura, who came from Mathura and took Krishna on a chariot out of Vrindavan, broke the hearts of everybody in Vrindavan, but Krishna went on for the sake of the Leela and so forth. That person appears in Chaitanya Leela as Keshava Bharati, big swamp sannyasi, and he has Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's haircut and he gives him the sannyas. He's taking him out of Navadweep. Hmm? You understand? And just like Krishna starts to show opulence as you show forearms and speaks the Upanishadic wisdom and so forth. Now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is just dancing in ecstasy and so forth, starts to debate with Vedantins and he carries the danda and the staff and he, he goes to Puri in South India and he travels and preaches and so forth. So this is analogous to Krishna's leelas of going to uh, Mathura and, and Dwarka and so forth. Hmm? And certain devotees surround him there and so forth. Hmm? But um, the Navadvipa leela is a very uh, intimate leela there. Everybody is a, is a siddha and they all think that they're sadhakas in, and they're really into the drama so they're lost in that. And they think of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as their like, like guru, like like friend and master. And every night he goes to Kirtan in the house court, courtyard of Srivas, his friend and all the devotees come and they do Kirtan into the wee hours. In the context of the Kirtan, in the context of the name, he experiences Rasa, Lila and other pastimes and so forth. In the wee hours he comes back to his to his, to his home and rest, and the day starts again, and so forth. Just like Krishna goes out all night with the gopis in the forest, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is doing kirtan all night. Hmm? And so the, he comes out of Navadvip, and he takes sannyas and traps, and he shows the way, by doing that, Leela, how to prepare ourselves for entering into Navadvip. Hmm? And... and participating in a kirtan with Nimai Pandit, he's called there. He's not called Sri Krishna Chaitanya, a big sannyasi. He's called Nimai Pandit. He's Nimai. was the name he was given at, at birth because he was born underneath a neem tree. Hmm? A neem tree has antiseptic qualities and they thought it would chase away ghosts and so forth, so they named it Nimai to invoke the name of the tree to protect him. Hmm? And so you see, they don't think that he's God there. Hmm? Um, they think he has love of God, he's a wonderful devotee, and they call him Nimai, and he was very learned, so Nimai Pandit. Hmm? And um, Sachinandan, the son, the, the, the joy of Sachi, which is his mother's name, who is Yashoda, who is Krishna's mother. She comes with him. See? So uh, the ideal then is, just to, is to follow him in his Leela and see the teachings, imbibe them. Hmm? And we see they have outreach kind of an under, and philosophical side of them, understanding, disseminating philosophy, teaching it and so forth. And then they wind up in Jagannath Puri where he goes very internal, loses external consciousness uh, and of the world and he's, a couple of devotees are with him singing certain love songs about Radha and Krishna's uh, sentiments and augmenting his mood and they're perceiving it and, and, and in this way. He shows us that our life ends like this and we enter into Navadvip. Hmm? And then in a perfected spiritual practitioner's body, hmm? then you can go to the kirtan 
with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with me, my Pandit, hmm? the house of Srivas, and in the middle of the Kirtan, he would say, see, I am Krishna, and you are so-and-so, hmm? in Krishna Leela. Uh, uh, the idea, the idea that Kirtan will reveal everything, something like that. Hmm? Uh, and Kirtan will make possible other esoteric practices of meditation and so forth in due course and at appropriate time. Hmm? So that a place of Navadweep has an eternal manifestation manifests on earth. The Leela comes here, the Leela disappears, um, it comes again at some future time and so forth. Um, but it's also a place to enter just like Krishna Leela. You can enter the Krishna Leela in, a, in like a, the body of a gopa or a gopi, hmm? a perfected spiritual body, and there'll be another corresponding body that you can enter into the Gora Leela with, and you can be in both places at the same time. And it's very confusing. <laughs> but um, uh, that's... Um, that's kind of uh, the idea. So it is it's Krishna, and he's um, just changed his position slightly, which turns every, puts everything on tilt. But all of the same bhavas are there, the same sentiments, the same uh, potential, if not a little bit more, is there for, and from Krishna's perspective, for tasting love. And of course, when this leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifests on earth, then there's an overflow of that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is really Krishna, just trying to taste Radha's love, and a consequence of that is that he goes crazy about it, and it overflows to whomever. Hmm? And so then his other assistants who come with him, they systematize that ecstasy hmm? and, and teaching, and put it into books, and this is the Gaudiya lineage. Hmm? It's like I've said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was like a great waterfall of ecstasy that you could just like stand and watch but the Goswamis they took and turned it into a lake that you could approach through their riding hmm? and you could drink from you could bathe in and you could start to take advantage of it and so forth so it has it's Navadvipa is magnanimous it's the same sweetness as Vrindava it has a magnanimity that it it's called Audarya hmm? which means it's magnanimous. It seems you go you go so far in within the Christian Leela that it starts to go out. It's like if you go far enough to the right, you end up on 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 left, something like that. Hmm? So Krishna's pushing back in his Leela, going more internal, and then trying to understand Radha's love, and he's stepping back and thinking, "I'm I'm the per, the, the king of love, but this is a love I don't understand," and then. His, you know, it's like he walked off the stage and went back, and he's coming around, and his back is coming out the other side. Hmm? <laughs> and uh, and this and this is then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, something like that. So the two, the one Krishna becomes two as Radha Krishna, and the two then again become one hmm? in Chaitanya. And so that Leela, as opposed to Krishna Leela, Krishna Leela is all Siddhas acting like Siddhas. They're all in the Leela. They're not doing Japa. Hmm? They go to church on Sunday. Hmm? <laughs> they're totally preoccupied with Krishna, but in Anandamarsha's house they have the the, the shalagram the, 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 uh, of of Vishnu Narasimha. They worship him. Hmm? I am Narasimha. They worship him there, but their minds are always uh, with Krishna. Hmm? See, Vaidhi Bhakti is also there. Hmm? 
uh, Varnashram is also there. Hmm? All as just a, as props. Hmm? What's, uh, so we don't want to take the props from there. We want to take what's actually fueling the whole thing from there, the bhava, the ecstasy, hmm? and uh, put that in place. Hmm? That's the idea. People try to take the props, and then it gets in the way of of facilitating the, the, the development of the bhava sometimes. Hmm? Not entirely, but sometimes it can. So that's the land of, uh, there's no, uh, it's, it's, you know, the gopis are characteristically breaking the dharma. Hmm? And uh, they're not doing, getting up in the morning, doing sadhana, seriously. And the cowherds, they sleep till six. And when the horn blows, they're up and out, you know, to go herd cows with Krishna, go to Krishna's, wake him up, hmm? assist him with milking in the morning, take breakfast at Yashoda's house. And they're not fasting or anything. They're eating a feast every morning. Hmm? And off they go into the forest herding cows all day. I mean, that's not what we teach here. We don't, we don't, we do kind of, but <laughs> you can see there's a, some correspondence, but this is the realm of practice. Hmm? So the Navadweep is is a realm of practice where siddhas are the practitioners. And so what happens is, in that realm, what's demonstrated to us is the possibility of all these practices. Hmm? And so whatever you hear about could happen by chanting, could happen by worshipping the deity, it all happens right away. Hmm? <laughs> See, so so it's, it shows you that if everything's in the right place, then that potential is there. So we have to get ourselves in the right place, so to speak, approach it gradually. First, the heart will have to be cleansed, but there's no heart cleansing needs to be done there. They're all siddhas. So it's a drama hmm, of sadhana, so to speak. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will chant and then enter into Krishna Leela in a meditative sense. And then devotees will all go with him from there. But that's already going on at the same time anyway. Then they'll come back to Gaur Leela and so forth. So devotees will find themselves moving between the two Leelas. Just like here we have Audarya. Um, Madhavang we have uh, we have Gornitana. There we have Krishna Balaram. And we have Sargrahi. We have put Radha Krishna there. So so they have the different realms and you can be in all of them at the same time. <laughs> it's possible. Does that help? Yeah, so it's a very gracious land because if sa- if siddhas take the role of sadhakas, then how much we can learn about sadhana from them? What is its potential, and 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 how to do so, and and so on and so forth. So it's a very, in other words, well, it's a theory, but if someone takes it and embodies the theory, put, brings it into the practical for us, that's very, very, very generous. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela is also considered Audarya or magnanimous, generous. It's very internal, very esoteric, very sweet, but added to that sweetness is is its dissemination. Therefore, if we come in touch with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we can actually, not in an imaginary way, but in a real way, we can come to experience Krishna because he is Krishna, coming to teach about himself in the context of pursuing Radha's love, who who knows the most about him. Hmm? So, you know, we'd be crazy to go anywhere else to try to find out about Krishna. If Krishna's come in this form hmm, to teach about himself through the lens of Radha, who, you know, who nobody knows Krishna better than. Hmm? 
So, um, therefore, you hear the kind of things we were reading in the morning, Sri Ramars is saying, uh, that uh, going to, through, trying to approach Krishna without going through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at the time, in the Yuga of Kali, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has, when Krishna has descended to teach about himself, this is his Acharya Lila, so he comes as the teacher, like as a devotee, exemplifies the path, then you're out of your mind to try to approach Krishna in some other way. This is the, the thinking of the, of the Godias. It makes sense. Hmm? What else? Yes? If you could kind of tie together... Uh, last evening there was a comment regarding... Uh, Madonna Paul was inquiring as to uh, can we... If our gurus at a certain level, can we jump to that level, uh, you know, bypass the other level? Uh, and uh, I believe this morning the other question was uh, raised in regard to, well, what's, what's the distinction between an Uttama coming to Majjhim and uh, a Sadika coming to Majjhim and, and what's given? Uh, and then last evening you also mentioned if, if you find Guru and he's supplying what you need, then that's sufficient. So you don't need to look to let me get this level of Guru. If, I, if Krishna's come with this Guru and giving me some direction, then I should be content there. If later more directions needed, then some adjustment can be Can you tie that kind of together? Because uh, it's so important to find the bona fide spiritual master. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, I'm not sure what you mean by tying together, but uh, I could talk about it a little bit more. Um, uh, I don't say that one shouldn't try to find the best guru, but but best will be different for different people. Hmm? That's a fact. And uh, according to their sukriti, according to their uh, capacity, they're going to make a particular connection, and it's going to, they're going to think it's the best connection, otherwise why would they make it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their subjective experience. Now objectively, one guru may be more realized than another. That may come then to bear in the life of someone who has accepted a guru who has less realization and knowledge, it may not come to bear in a lifetime. Hmm? It's possible that it could come to bear and then the disciple would not would need more nourishment. Hmm? Um, and so then the opportunity is there for accepting a Siksha Guru and being nourished according to your uh, appetite. Hmm? So that's that's uh, a system, I suppose, where people find their faith in in someone, and if that one feels uh, confident to guide them rather than to direct them to somebody else out of his or her wisdom, they know, well, somebody's more qualified than me, so let me take you over there. Hmm? Uh, if they if they don't feel there's somebody more qualified. Um, and they feel a necessity to answer the person's faith, then, okay, then they've embarked on a new service, and uh, it's easier said than done. Hmm? 
Um, so while I think that there should be the opportunity for anyone to choose who they want to be their guru, in a sense, of devotees who have been spartists, that's the theory. You get sadhu sangha, and in the sadhu sangha, some devotee stands out, and you want to accept that devotee as your guru. Well, it's, it, that's fair, but it's also incumbent upon the elders to know what that means. Hmm? And not to be enamored by someone's not that well-informed faith. Hmm? You say, well, I appreciate that you have faith in me, but I have faith over here, and I think, you know, since you're asking me, come over here, and I place you here. This will be where you can get more nourishment. This is a proper connection. I'll continue to help you too, but that is probably in most cases what um, we should uh, see because while the neophyte may have a harder time distinguishing, those who have been involved for years will have a better capacity to understand. Hmm? So they should help to guide them they shouldn't be, I don't think, so quick to to accept the role because, after all, as you say, well, it's a fact. According to one's realization, their capacity to help is going to be determined. You can only give what you have. Hmm? Now, you may be able to give more than that person can take and still not have the whole thing yourself. That's also possible. So then you may feel, well, I can help. I'll give you an example. Pujapad Sridhar Marsh was not willing to initiate after Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakura left. He had no ambition for that, and others had ambition for that for good or, 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 or not so good reasons. It may be for like, both things, you know, may be the case. Um, and, but he had no interest in that, and so he avoided it, and many people approached him. Prabhupada's sister approached him for initiation. She had taken Harinam from Bhakti Siddhanta, but she never got the mantra diksha. She approached Sridhar Maharaj. She said, I'm not giving. So, a number of things caused him to start giving initiation. One of them I haven't talked about too often is the, is, the, is the story he told that he'd went to a doctor for some treatment. And so the uh, he had a conversation with the doctor and he said something to the doctor like, well, you can't cure all ills, so, you know... Don't you feel a little fraudulent being the doctor or something like that? Mm-hmm. And so the doctor said to him, well, I can't cure all ills, that's true, but I can cure some, and some people need some help, so I'm helping them. Mm-hmm. And she said, I like that, and I thought, yeah, I have some help I can give, I know that, I have been helped. Mm-hmm. I know, I, in his humility, he thought, uh, that's a fair way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. I may be able to help them more than the help that they want, even. Hmm? Um, so, oh, I think he was capable of helping them completely. But his attitude was 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 one that would was, is, is what made others think that as well. So many of his godbrothers thought he should be he should initiate. Many of Sridhar Marsh's godbrothers, Prabhupada's godbrothers, when they would come to the place where Sridhar Marsh was living in Navadweep, that Keshav Marsh helped him to to acquire. He just had a little hut there, he was staying and so forth. And they had their moths going on and so forth. He was not preaching. They'd come and they would pay full dandavat pranam on the street before coming into the moth of Sridhar Marsh, his own goblins. And he wasn't initiating and they were initiating. Hmm? 
that they saw his lack of interest in it and so forth as a, as a qualification. It was it, it endeared people. So eventually, you know, incident like that, another incident in relation to Navadweep and, and wanting to stay there and so forth, it, it got him to come to a policy whereby he said, I won't go here, there, and everywhere trying to collect people, but if sincere people come to me, I won't turn them away either. Hmm? So he kind of took a middle position like this. So I think it's, 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 you know, we have to look at the statements of the scripture, and it's a big uh, service. It's not, um, it's not for everybody. And it's it's, um, it's it's it's. And some people look at it like it would be some kind of a. Uh, I don't know how they look at it. You know, get a softer cushion, and you know, whatever. They shouldn't look at it like that. It's 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 uh, it's uh, it's requires uh, theoretical knowledge and realization. And um, and as we talked the other day on a lower stage, if one enters into that, I don't know if you hear for that in Nishta there can be problem. This is the whole idea of the uh, Putana. Hmm? Not Putana, Pralamba. There can be a problem for Kamak, Kamini, Pratishta can come, because all those things will come to you. So you become a guru, and everybody's coming to you, falling at your feet, and the opposite sex is there, and they want to give you flowers and everything. What can I do for you? You know, everybody's like that, you know, and so you could, you could lose your head. I've seen it happen to other people. They lose their head. They might have it be a nishta, hmm? that's that state, but that could come and arrest them there. Hmm? They get taken away by that. That possibility is there. Hmm? Um, so that's why Balram, you know, he killed Perlamba because it can come, it means it can even attack the guru in a lower stage. Hmm? So um, we like to think like this. Bhakti, or Jiva Goswami said there are three types of gurus, or three types of Mahabhagavatas. One Mahabhagavata, he has, um, um, means great devotees. He has no, um, he's engaging in bhakti in such a way that any seed for material uh, attachment or enjoyment has no chance to fructify because he's pouring bhakti on it constantly. Hmm? Second kind has no material desire whatsoever. Hmm? But still is in want of the fullness of bhakti and preem. Hmm? The third type has fully attained his swarup. Hmm? And the examples that Jiva Goswami is giving are, for the first one, Narada Muni. Narada Muni was a young boy, and he was living with his mother. He was an illegitimate child. And in their house, four devotees came and stayed during the rainy season, and they did Harikata, and they preached to him and so forth. Then they left. Then his mother died from a snake bite. And all that they had said to him just came down on him like, yeah, they said this, this is the nature of the world. And so what did he do? For the funeral, he burnt the whole house <laughs> and walked away. Hmm? And, uh, you know, he, and then he did the practices and so forth. And then he was in the forest living and he had the darshan of Krishna. All of his senses became in, 
enlivened in touch with with uh, with with Krishna's sense of smell and taste and so forth. And then Krishna called him a kuyogi, a false yogi, because he were attached to the forest. <laughs> so he 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 had darshan, and and then and Krishna disappeared just to drive him on. This is the first type. So he has deep experience, and so on. Sridharmarsh compared this to he has two feet in this world but his eyes are in the spiritual world. He doesn't take his eyes off of there. Hmm? He said, this person can be guru. Hmm? It's just like if you want to follow the sun, you may not be in the sun, but you go fast enough, you're always in the sun. It's, uh, you're getting closer, but uh, yeah. so people can latch on to you. Hmm? So this is one kind of Mahabhagavatam. The second one is Sukadeva Goswami. Jiva Goswami gives this example. He had no material desire. He said he didn't even come out of the womb. He had no reason to move, right? Krishna coaxed him out and so forth. But he had he had bhakti to attain. He had full brahmagyan, hmm? but he didn't have brain. Bhava, hmm? brain. So that he got, he heard Bhagavatam, and the magic of Bhagavatam took him over the top. But in that stage, prior to that, he's the second type. Sridhar said, he's got one foot here, and he extends one foot there. Hmm? Then the other type is Narada Muni again, at the other end of the spectrum, when he completed his practice and so forth. And Krishna appeared to him and gave him his vena, that is part of his swarup. Hmm? And he was immediately an inhabitant of Vaikuntha, and he had his swarup, and he said, moving in the world in his swarup. So that, Sridhar said, that person has two feet there, and extends one foot here. Hmm? What? Well, he's got. He's standing there fully. Hmm. He's fully there. Then he extends one here for preaching, for outreach, something like that. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has one hand out and one hand up. He's gone in Mahabhava. With the other hand, is some of it's going out to other people. Nityananda Prabhu has both hands up. He's giving it out. He's giving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Anyway, so two feet there, one foot here. So the, this, so uh, Sridhar said three types of gurus. He explained like this. So you know, w- w- the elders they should be a little acquainted with this, this uh, theory, and um, and uh, not allow it to be um, watered down. And, and so they might. We have, we want the free flow of faith to choose, and people have a certain level of faith and a corresponding understanding. They'll make a choice. So they choose you, but you say, well, that's nice, but actually I'm not qualified to do that service. I'll take you where you So I think that um, in that way, it's we're not only limited to our own limited ability to understand our limited um, sambandhagyan, knowing, for example, what's what's nishta, what's ruchi, how, what, how to identify that, and and so on and so forth. Now, based on our security, we may just be fortunate to get a sadguru, and we don't know anything. But uh, you know, that's uh, also the possibility. But if the rarity of the guru is is really stressed as it as it is in the scripture, hmm, then I think a lot of the problem is solved because um, it's, it's 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 not a cheap thing. Now, if you want to make in your mission, 100 gurus, 180. We need more gurus. Can anybody sign up, you know, kind of a thing. 
that might be a problem in the, in the, in the long run. So I think we should we should, according to our capacity, we should look for you know the best guru, so to speak, and um, and we we should uh, we do that in the context of sadhu sangha. And the sadhu sangha is wise, hmm? and they will help us and advise us. And if we can't figure it out ourselves, they help to point us in the right direction, a fan of the fire, or you know you don't want to. It's not a um, a law or anything, but you know, you, you 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 say, I think these are some qualified people here, or this is a qualified person. You look there, and they get some help, and um, and uh, and short of this, you know, it's it's going to be a problem. Hmm? It's it's going to be uh, there, there. There's there's good potential for for problem. Therefore, problem makes the advice we should look for um, the. Uh, uh, Uttamadikari. All these are Uttamadikaris. Hmm? You know, he said, you look for a period of order. Ruchi is also Shuddha Bhakti, and it's still in Sadhana. So, what these stages are, uh, people don't have that much, even elders don't have that much acquaintance, what it means to be a Ruchi Bhakti, to be a Nishta Bhakti, even. Hmm? There may be people who, you know, they say in one group, I heard they say, well, if you've been chanting 16 rounds for, you know, 20 years and following the regulative principles, you can be a guru, you know. My response is, well, that's for the beginners, that's for the initiates. Maybe the period of time is a little bit longer, but it's the same qualification. You chance, and that's that group, you chance 16 rounds of all these principles, you can be initiated. Well, are there any more qualifications for giving the initiation besides just a little time in that? Hmm? And what is 20 years? When Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, some of his disciples came to him and they said, Gurmash, we have a doubt. We said, what is that? He said, well, you know, we've been chanting now for 10 years. And all the high things that you talk about, we don't find them coming within us. He said, oh, I'm relieved. If you had said all these high things are coming, I thought, oh, we've got a real problem. They haven't understood. Hmm? So, um, so it's, uh, it's, 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 um, it's and there's quite a bit more uh, qualification for that. And that person has to be able to adjust the details to deliver the principle in different circumstances. We find people don't even know the difference between details and principles. That's Dana Kasura. That's the problem with that, you know, that, 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 that uh, demon. <laughs> uh, and they're in a role of guru. So this guru, this makes, this is, this is a real um, problem. This is the kind of problem Bhaktisiddhanta was in, experiencing in, in, in his time. All kinds of people uh, setting themselves up in the shop as, as gurus and so forth. It may be a little more subtle right now, but you know you might be part of an institution and you get a p- position in there and things work. You know, you got a plane ticket here or there. You got you know temples to go to. You got audience to listen to. Um, May be not as bad as some of the things Bhaktisanta was dealing with, but it could it could be a it could be a problem. Hmm? Um, so I don't know how well I'm tying anything together for you, but but uh, but we should uh, yeah we should look according to our capacity sincerely. We should we should um, yeah. You you, you know, the thing is that you want a faithful environment. You don't want a doubtful environment where you come in and, okay, I'm going to look, look for the guru here, you know, and I better watch out because 
there could be a problem. I could get a lower grade devotee, and that as a guru, that'd be a problem. That kind of you want to kind of not have that mentality. You want a faithful environment hmm? that people come into, but that other people are faithful and informed in the environment, and so they share their understanding and so forth, and help to guide the, the person to the right, you know, the right door. Go through that door here, and then you can get the good guidance. Krishna does Babaji Maharaj, Kinchin Krishna does Babaji Maharaj, and he was such a great devotee. And one of my godbrothers went to, to tape record him, because hmm? he would do kirtan, and he was at Sridhar Maharaj's moth. It was years ago. Prabhupada was still here at the time. So he went there, and um, Babaji Maharaj was doing kirtan at Sridhar Maharaj's moth by himself, you know, with the, where they were done. So he, he, he came and he, he, he set up his tape recorder, and he was recording the kirtan and so forth. And, and so Babaji Maharaj stopped and said, Ha ha, Baba, he said, That is not the teaching. The teaching is you chant, not you record me chanting. That's not the teaching. Hmm? And the devotee went, Yeah, that's true. I should be chanting. <laughs> he said, but, but he said, But if you want to record something, come with me. Hmm? <laughs> he took him upstairs onto the veranda where Sridhar Maharaj was sitting and said, Whatever he says, record that. Hmm? And so, <laughs> this is Kinshin Krishna's Bhavati Maharaj. You know, at the end of his life, I think he accepted one one disciple at the very uh, at the very end of his life. So he had some confidence in Sri Maharaj. He also brought disciples to to Prabhupada. He brought that Radha Swami, I think, to Prabhupada hmm? in Vrindavan. So uh, there's an example of an elder who was very qualified, hmm? and see how he looked for others more qualified amongst himself, without any envy. And so, like Sridhar Maharaj told me, well, when your guru leaves, you have three choices. Either you become the guru, or you serve, help somebody else who's doing that system, or get out of the way. Hmm? And then he told me what's required in order to be the guru, and so forth. And then he told me, you go on out and, and, and do something. Make some students for, for Swami Maharaj. So, with some um, encouragement from him. We, we started out our humble selves in this way. We have some success for representing the teaching. Hmm? And personally, to speak about myself, I also saw a lot of people misunderstanding this. A lot of people misunderstanding this. And somehow I'm understanding it right. I can, I'm sure of that. So <laughs> maybe I you know have to do something here. And then Shudha Marsh gave encouragement. He said, if someone, you, you cannot capture their faith, because it was an environment of bad faith, so many people had misrepresented and so forth, then you try to bring them to me. But if you can capture their faith, then you, you take them. If they're too damaged, then bring them here, and something like that was the policy. So we did that until, of course, he, he, he left the world as well, and he gave us some encouragement to, to carry on in this way. So, uh, so people should look for the best guru. Now, uh, will they, uh, will their progress be hindered if they accept a guru who's not as qualified? I think yes. Hmm? In due course, if they progress at, at a particular rate, as I'm saying, and probably would make statements like this, they won't be able to advance sufficiently under inadequate uh, guidance. Something like that. Prabhupada made maybe a, a 
kind of extremist statement. He made statements to, uh, to other effect as well. He also asked some of his disciples to initiate disciples, and I don't think he thought they were Uttamadikaris. Uh, they weren't, even. And so, but he wrote things like that as well. So that one should find an Uttamadikari. And so, um, um, you know, that, that doesn't really solve much because then who knows who's an Uttamadikari and who's not. I mean, uh, if, you just, if you hear the symptoms of an Uttamadikari, they, they're all internal. <laughs> you can't see them anyway. So, but anyway, we should try our best. And, and there's another side to this. You could have the highest guru, but he might not be in a capacity to teach you. Hmm. He might not. He might be living in the Dham, and you went there and found him and got initiated, and you went home to America, and he, and he, and he didn't. Um, maybe he, he he's not even teaching. What about that? So you need so much teaching. So this. Uh, uh, that 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 person is going to need a siksha guru to help them for sure, hmm? for sure. So um, that's another kind of way of looking at it. So what's best, I guess, is what's what's best for us. But um, yeah, we we should we should. It would be nice if there were just uh, so many nice Gaudiya gurus and they weren't threatened by other missions and gurus preaching and so forth. We have no threat here. Anyway, we invite all missions to come here and preach. They're in the vicinity. We like to hear their kata. We, if somebody wants to go and join them, go with them. Yeah. <laughs> if they can help you, then more than I can, then that's, that's good. So this, this is our policy anyway. But, um, yeah. Um, but, okay, let's look at the Madhyamadikari and an Uttamadikari who is functioning as a Madhyamadikari for preaching. Hmm. He'll obviously have more depth of realization and uh, um, so that would be uh, more ideal, but I, I, I think that if you were to for, latch on to that idea, hmm, you might spend your whole life not finding finding a guru. You know, you'd be looking for somebody that didn't, in a Narada Muni didn't, didn't walk on the ground. You know, so you're not going to find too many people that uh, don't walk on the ground. That's how he's depicted in the Bhagavatam. He never touched the ground. So you could say, well, that's the Uttam. Uttam. No, I went one of them. Well, Prabhupada walked on the ground. So did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and some people may think they have an Uttamadikari guru. How do you know? How do you, how do you know Prabhupada was an Uttamadikari guru? You could say, well, okay. Uh, Bhaktivinotakura said that one of the ways you could tell is his capacity to turn others into Vaishnavas. Okay. Prabhupada made many devotees, that, so we might say, therefore, we, we've proven. You haven't really proven it definitively. I mean, I, he is, in my opinion, but it's, I have to admit, it's a subjective opinion. I can't really demonstrate it objectively to the satisfaction of everyone, therefore, everyone doesn't think that. <laughs> There's plenty of people in the Gaudiya community that don't think that Prabhupada was the highest guru. And you could, well, they just envy us. 
They may not be envious. Hmm? They may think, yeah, see, very advanced. But then what our what his disciples' idea may be, disciples' idea is he came from Goloka to here. Other people may say, well, I knew him when he was, you know, over here, and I have a little bit of a different vision on it. We, we expect them all to react with him in the way we would. Hmm? That's unreasonable. The Guru has associates, they, he's seen from a different perspective, and Krishna's showing himself to us through him, and so, so yeah, I know, uh, you know, someone, let's say someone could, there's lots of people that got lots of devotees. Hmm. You know, the biggest Gaudiya mission out there in Puri every year is uh, a fellow in Vrindavan who, uh, whose name I wouldn't even mention. Hmm? And, uh, and when he gets out of the limousine, they have machine guns there, guarding, and his people have the biggest kirtans in Puri every year. And he's got a temple that it looks like a airport bathroom, you know, actually. Uh, a lot of Gaudi people don't like him, for, and for good reasons. And, and his successor was recently, or was recently arrested in America for uh, some type of child abuse. And this is an older guy, and his disciples, he, got, he, he was in Texas. He's on the lam, I heard. He, he ran out. And he's got, they got a huge project there. They call it New Barsana. Big deity of Radharani, no Krishna. I mean, you know. So you've got the biggest group hmm, in Puri every year. So there is a possibility that that measurement hmm, is false. Hmm. That's a possibility. That's why there's another measurement. It's interesting. The other measurement is not how many from the lower sector you're going to get to come to your side, but how you relate to the higher sector. Hmm? Now, if we want to look at Prabhupada in that regard, how did Prabhupada relate to the higher sector? And then we said, what are you talking about, higher sector than Prabhupada? Prabhupada did the highest. Well, he may be, but, but nonetheless, he considered Sridhar Maharaj as his Siksha Guru. He wrote about it, and, and, he, and he wrote to Sridhar Maharaj when he had his first heart attack in, in North, North America. He said, you know, what is your opinion? I write to you. Hmm? Should I go to Vrindavan to die, or I might die here? And, in this world, preaching. What's your advice? Hmm? I'll show you. You want how, how Prabhupada respected his authority? He sent the letter to Govinda Maharaj, Sridhar Maharaj's assistant. Please pass this to Gurudev to your to, to, for his for his opinion. Hmm? Now, Prabhupada showed an example there of how he respected the, those who, in in his own life, were senior to him. I mean, Sridhar Maharaj. He said, he, he told everything I, Prabhupada wanted the Sridhar Maharaj would train me to, to, for preaching in the West. Everything I learned in terms of Siddhanta, I learned basically from Sridhar Maharaj. Hmm? Probably only spent a couple of weeks with Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and he wasn't directly in the mission. I mean, I'm, these are, you can think about it however you want. You know, Prabhupada was just doing that, and he was really, you know, came from Goloka, and I don't have a problem with that, and so forth. But my point is, you're not going to necessarily going to be convince, convince everybody in the world of that. And you don't have to. And they don't have to think like that. They have full respect and appreciation for Prabhupada. Sridhar Maharaj thought he was the, was the greatest thing on earth. He said, 
You know, he's giving out nectar like it's water. And I'm just sitting here doing nothing in my old age. Hmm? He, and he wants people to listen to me, hmm? to hear from me, as he, you know, encouraged his disciples to do. Uh, Prabhupada criticized Sridhar Maharaj once, too. We, we brought the letter to Prabhupada Sridhar Maharaj. He chuckled about it. Ah, he has not even spared me in his preaching. Well, all his God brothers. But despite that, even in, even in that letter, he shows some regard for Sridhar Maharaj, even in the context of criticizing his God brother. Basically criticizing for the association that he kept. In other words, in other, words, other people who didn't like Prabhupada would still come and see Sridhar Maharaj or something like that. These are relationships between Gabbardas, we can't fully enter into that. This is like, we should look at this at Leela. Some guys wear black hats, some guys wear white hats, and we're supposed to learn from that. These are all our seniors. So anyway, Prabhupada showed, Prabhupada went and, and uh, you ever see the pictures of Prabhupada with the Leet Prashad? Leet Prashad was the, was the brother of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Hmm? Prabhupada showed him respect hmm? and, until there was a point where he, he criticized Bhakti Siddhanta, and he said, well, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have to listen to him. Hmm? So, uh, Prabhupada anyway showed this example. He had regard for who might be formerly or really, who knows, senior Vaishnavas. Hmm? You know, okay, so the standard of Anuttamanikari is that he's able to convert others to Vaishnavism. That's a statement of Bhakti Vinod. Prabhupada's quoted that. It is a criterion, but Gorkishore had no disciples except Bhakti Siddhanta, so he only made one. So I guess he's not very <laughs> much of an Uttamadikar. So we, that's not an absolute eva- way of evaluating. Hmm? We think Gorkishore was, you know, was fully fully realized. I mean, Gorkishore was, you know, he 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 would take an eggplant, a raw eggplant, hmm? from the garden, a raw eggplant, like that, and then eat it. Jeez. Try eating a ra- raw eggplant. Hmm? <laughs> You know, he was tasting it like it was just nectar coming from Krishna's lips. He offered it with love. That's what Krishna says. Patram puspam valam toyam. I did it. I said, Gorky Shore. <laughs> so he didn't make any devotees who were going to criticize him. <laughs> so God moves to devotees in different ways, right? Hmm? And uh, so who can say? I mean, you can say, well, that's a pretty good criterion. He's a he's a Mahapurusha. He's a he's a Siddhapurusha. That is pretty good criterion. <laughs> I'd be pretty moved moved by that. Hmm? Uh, I was moved by things Prabhupada did too. So many things. Hmm? I don't have any doubts, but I can't I can't objectively. It's not an object. It's a, it's an element of faith. You can bring some objective arguments to bear and so forth, but but um, you know. Th- meanwhile, there are devotees who are universally accepted in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Like Vishwanath Chakuri Thakur, whatever he wrote is gold, that's it. That's the Siddhanta. Anybody, it doesn't matter what sect of Gaudiya Vaishnavism they're in. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta's books aren't accepted like that. Neither are Bhakti Vinod's, nor Prabhupada's, but speak of mine. Hmm? Hmm? Maybe they should be. But, anyway, so who can say? That's the other side. So we should find a new Tamadikari. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's try for that. Try for the best. Hmm? Pray. Hmm. Krishna will send. Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Prasadi Bhai. Bhakti Lotavij. So, Guru comes from Krishna. That's the teaching. The Jeev is wandering in the world. He becomes lucky. What is lucky? Sadhu Sangha. 
That is the luck. That's what luck is in Bhagavatam. You got something outside of cause and effect, outside of karma, good sadhu sangha. And so Krishna brings you to that, and then the guru is found in that, and the guru brings you to Krishna. Krishna brings you to the guru, that's the teaching. The guru brings you to Krishna. Hmm? If you go to a false agent, Krishna did, we could say Krishna didn't bring you there. Hmm? So, or maybe he did. That's also possible. And then you're supposed to move through that. It's, you know, who can understand? If Krishna's behind it all, then, you know, we, can, we, can, we can't definitively say what's, what's happening in all instances. Hmm? Go ahead, I'm sorry. You used an example earlier where the guru, we may find the perfect guru who may give mantra. Is that what's depicted in uh, Brihat Bhagavatam? It is. That's what's depicted in Brihat Bhagavatamrita. But, you know, that's like, that the, that's like, again, like, this is how it works when everything's perfect. Hmm? <laughs> we don't see that that practically works like that. He didn't get any siksha. He got no explanation of the mantra or anything. Hmm? Bhakti Vinod Thakur, again and again and again in his books, he says, why does he say, Nam will not be effective without Siksha? Because all kind of people in Bengal, I'm Vaishnava, I'm a Gaudiya chanting, and they don't know the difference between Shiva and Krishna, practically. Hmm? And they're not getting anywhere. Why would Pardon me? Well, I think that the scriptures give these ideals, so to speak, hmm? and then in the in in, in, in just like okay, Narada Muni is depicted; he never touched the ground. So you're gonna gonna look for somebody like that? Are you gonna criticize Bhagavatam for giving that kind of example? Hmm? It's to glorify the position, to glorify bhakti, the efficacy of bhakti, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Then when the devotees take that theory and the practical, then they adjust accordingly and they give their emphasis and so forth. It's possible theoretically, but when we don't see it happening, then we make adjustment. It's possible. Bhagavatam says, if you're a, a, a low-life, lusty person and you hear about Krishna's dancing with the gopis, huh? um, bhakti will come in your heart and you'll be purified and that's all you have to do. So, you know, try to, you know, Let's go give a Bhagavatam class, you know, in uh, to uh, you know, whatever, you know, at at a adult, you know, bookstore or something. We'll set up outside, you know, and we'll teach the Rasa Leela out there. We sell we sell pictures of Radha and Krishna. You know, that's not a good idea, <laughs> but that's what the Bhagavatam says. If you really want to play it out, therefore the. Charyas go in there and they go, well, it says, Shradhanvita Anushunayadatavarnayadya, Shradhan, with great faith, Anvita. means, the implication is Anu, following. That means Guru Parampara, you've got to get it from there, and, and, and so on and so forth. And they, they add to it, so to speak. So they take the books, and then they, there's your outline, and then they theologize about it and play it out, and their commentaries are, aren't they as good as the books, or better? Hmm? And so, uh, you know, like Prabhupada, he gives, there, there's the, the verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Harinam is independent of Diksha. Hmm? His whole purport is about necessity of taking Diksha. <laughs> <laughs> the, the teaching is the name is not dependent upon anything, it's Krishna himself. But then he gives himself to those who accept the sadhus and the line. And this is his system. So, 
So I think that, the, 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 therefore, the, the books are to be commented upon. Hmm? That's the idea. They're to be explained. That's called, again, Shastra Yukti, Shastra Nipun. Hmm? They have some taste for that, understand it, and put it... So, um, so yeah, we, you know, it, it's, it's possible, the Gopakumar, you know, scenario, but don't, don't, don't count on that. Yes. Just a, a follow-up on that. You're talking about finding the best guru, but you also tell us, um, you know, people say, oh, I want to get the best guru because I'm the best student. So they don't say that, but they think they that. Think that yeah. Yeah. Describing that when we were going over uh, Bhagavatam. So how do you reconcile that? I think that you want to have the best guru for me. Mm. You want, you, why, why, you, when you say, I want the best guru objectively, that becomes a problem. Then you come into Amar Guru, Jagat Guru. My Guru is the world Guru. Everybody should have my Guru. And, they say, and then in the name of faith, you're crashing on other people's faith. My Guru is higher than your Guru. You know? And uh, you've got to come to my Guru. So this is a problem. So you think, I want the best Guru for me, who's best for me. Hmm? Who's best for me. And, and, and that has to be also... We have to pursue guru with a necessity hmm? that we really feel we need help, hmm? and so there's a sense of urgency. I don't want to go, you know, rush in, but the same, I do want to rush in. <laughs> I really need help. So as much as I have a necessity, this is really going to give me the eyes to see. Hmm? I may not have that much of a necessity, and so I think I'm okay. Pretty good. I've I've learned quite a bit. I'm going to find a guru, and then I'm going to go and look, and with my head, look. At, I'm just going to look for faults, basically. Okay, I'm going to listen. Huh? I don't know if I like that. You know? <laughs> did you see that he did this? He looked over there. You know, and you know, you just do yourself out of it. So a lot of people do that actually, and uh, they just end up sitting on the fence. And they don't really have necessity in their heart for guru. They they're really kind of thinking about their own qualification to choose the guru. They haven't thought that Krishna sends the guru much as you have a necessity, then you can recognize him. Hmm? That necessity is is some some bandagyan is in place there. Hmm? Already. So it's not just blindly looking. You know you need help. It means you, you got you got something there. I mean when I anyway, I'll tell my story, but I was eager to find a guru. Yes. I have been a strong feeling of attachment to Sri Prabhupada, not, not as strong as it should be, I'm sure of that. But when I hear you speak, I, you help me to, and to feel closer to everything that Sri Prabhupada represented and taught. So I'm going to come and hear more from you. Does it matter if I call you guru or... You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> I don't really care. Who cares what we what the label is? Uh, I'm going to come here to eat because you're feeding me something that I'm really wanting. Well, that's that's very humbling uh, for me. So I'm, that's what I try to do. So I'm glad I'm a little bit successful to help you um, appreciate Prabhupada's teaching and um, and 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 take it up. Prabhupada expected that of me, so he told me that. Hmm? And Sridhar Marsh also told me, please go and do relief work, do that, help other devotees who have been disenfranchised. 
Well, I'm grateful to you. You're all helping me so much by giving me the opportunity to, to speak. So it's mutual. It's mutual. What else? Okay. Uh, first one is from uh, Sati. Uh, if I heard correctly, you described that Prolambus word represents two anarthas. One is the weeds that cling to the devotional vine. What is the second anartha that Prolamba No, I said that, uh, I meant to say that uh, Prolamba is, it means like clinging, one who clings, a clingy person. So he he was clinging on to Balaram, right? Balaram was, or Balaram was, he was carrying Balaram, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then Balaram got bigger and then he tried to hang on to Balaram. And anyway, he's a clinger. So there, there are weeds when we potentially cling on. <laughs> okay. There are weeds potentially that grow when we water the bhakti creeper. And so they'll latch themselves on. So we should be vigilant to keep the garden of our bhakti um, um, weeded. Hmm? This is in general. So, one of those types of weeds, and this is the one I was talking about in relation to Pralamba, are weeds that come in the context of watering the uh, bhakti creeper. There might be weeds that, that are a result of things we've done in the past, an arthas that come from our good karma or our bad karma. There might be an arthas that come from offenses that we make. And then there's this subtle kind of an artha that comes just in the context of growing the growing the, the plant. Hmm? In other words, you start to become a devotee and then people start to like you, let's say. They think you're nice. And so and then a wave of of like pratishta can come over one. Like, just see, I've got I've got this knowledge now. I was able to talk and I was able to turn that person's head around. Just see, I I know so much. So this pratishta can come. This is a kind of weed coming in the context of bhakti. Hmm? And also, as I said, one can be preaching and then, then in the field, let's say, then people will come and adore and so forth and so they can go to his head. And so kanak kamini pratishta, money can come your way from bhakti. You can do bhakti and it doesn't happen to me, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but money can come. <laughs> Uh, Krishna's protected me. Money can come, and then, then that th you that you have to deal with that. That maybe there might have been some seed of desire that you weren't cultivated, but now money comes and facilitates that. Mm -hmm. So it could rise up. So this is kanaka kamini. Kamini means attraction for the, uh, the, the companionship and so forth. People throwing themselves at you, or in the preaching, you're, you're enamored, but. Uh, I know these fellows, they were out selling books for Prabhupada and then they sold to one nice lady and they had a conversation and then they disappeared from the from the field. Uh, you know, so, you know, you're so nice. So, I like what you're saying so much. And Let's sit down, you know. So it happens. So then you got to think, this is a weed, like that. So, kana kamini pratishta, labha puja pratishta. This is paramba. Hmm? This is what he um, represents. Distinction, adoration, profit. Uh, this can come to attack the devotee. Does that help? And that will be eradicated completely in the stage of Ruchi. So we try to go there.
Okay. What's the time now? Twelve minutes to eight. Okay, we're a little late, but what's the last question? Um, it's from Indonesia. Uh, saying, I was wondering if you could elaborate on the Shamatika pastime when a guru appears to take a part take take part in the text, etc. of this jewel. I had heard that this was his reaction for taking Krishna and Balaam to Madhura. Uh-huh. That's a really long answer. Long. The Shamantaka jewel issue is a very complex issue. You can read Lalita Madhava. Hmm? If you want to get even more confused about it, Rupa <laughs> Goswami's drama in Dwaraka. But yeah, that's basic idea. Akrura became not cruel, became cruel. And I, cursed by the gopis, as I said. Some curse, so he succumbed to his uh, his involvement, which seemed unbecoming regarding the Shamantaka jewel. But the whole Shamantaka jewel, that's a big, interesting, complex um, issue. Um, but suffice to say, and the short answer, yeah, he was. Uh, but this is this is all Krishna Leela, so there's nobody falling down or anything. A guru is not like having a devotional problem. This is uh, for a short time. He wore a black hat, gray hat. He wore a gray hat in in the Leela. So we stop there. See, John Mastuvi Mahotsavaki Jai, Govind Bhaktivedanta Ki Jai, Govind Premanandi.